0: and welcome back to Girl on Fire, the financial independence podcast for independent women. My name is Priya, I'm a chartered accountant and analyst and the creator of Paper Money Co. I'm also a fierce financial feminist and the host of this podcast. I believe that a woman who is in control of her money is in control of her life. This week we're talking about toxic positivity when it comes to financial affirmations. An affirmation, if you're not familiar, is an encouraging or positive statement, like I am strong, or I am invincible, or my personal favorite, I am fire, I am death. And they're becoming more and more popular in what people are calling the Finfluencer community. But what I want to talk about today is the fact that some of these affirmations aren't helpful. They're actually toxic, they're encouraging financial irresponsibility, or they're making you question your self-worth. This is probably going to be a controversial opinion among people who think putting crystals in their water will make them wealthy, but I'm not here to be popular. I'm not here to be an Instagram finfluencer. I'm here because I think there is an insufficient amount of quality financial education for women, and I'm going to do my part to close that damn wealth gap. And I think that the toxic positivity of financial affirmations really needs to be called out, even though it might be an unpopular opinion. Just because it's unpopular doesn't mean it's wrong and it doesn't mean that it shouldn't be said. As always, Girl on Fire is about learning, so grab your favourite notebook or journal and get ready to take some notes, draw some diagrams, write down your questions for me, you do you. If you listen to this show while doing other stuff or you can't find a pen, then you can always find the transcript on my website at com forward slash gof fifty. Can you believe we have made it to episode 50? Okay, now that we've gotten that housekeeping out of the way, let's dive in. Now, just as a bit of background, affirmations, whether they're financial affirmations or just general affirmations, they work because you're trying to trick your brain by repeating a positive statement. Our brains aren't able to tell the difference between what's real and what's imagined, So by continuing to tell yourself that something is true, your brain's going to start believing it. That's what affirmations are and how they work. And they're really popular in any personal development space, especially when it comes to changing your mindset about something. So for example, let's say you're applying for a new job and you really want it, but you don't think you're qualified for the job. And then you get called in for an interview and you're excited, but you're also scared and you're not feeling confident about it. In a situation like that, repeating an affirmation like I'm intelligent, capable, and confident can start to help you feel more confident. Affirmations are all about changing what that voice in your head keeps saying to you. That's how the law of attraction actually works. It's not about speaking something into the universe and becoming some kind of magnet that attracts these things that you want. It's about tricking your brain into thinking you already are or already have the things that you want. And that removes the mental roadblocks that prevent you from going out there and making those things happen for yourself. Now, when it comes to financial affirmations, I generally put them in two separate buckets. There are ones that I think are actually good affirmations that can help you get better at managing your money. Here are some examples. Money is a tool I can use to change my life. I'm worthy of wealth and financial stability. I believe in my ability to learn financial literacy and get good with money. You get the idea. These are all examples of financial affirmations that I think are actually helpful. Because the first one, money is a tool I can use to change my life, that's just reminding yourself of a fact about money. That's just rewriting that old story we're told about money being the root of all evil. And the second one, I am worthy of wealth and financial stability, that's also a mindset change, but it's about your self-esteem and how you see yourself. It's about how you value yourself and what you want. And the last one, I believe in my ability to learn financial literacy and get good with money. This one is all about rewriting the story that you're just bad with money, that it's a part of your personality and it's just who you are and you can't change it. It's about having confidence in yourself to take control and change your life. These are all great affirmations, but not all financial affirmations out there in the Finfluencer universe are like that. Okay, so now let's talk about some toxic ones. Toxic positivity is a huge buzzword going around right now, but I think the concept has some merit. It's the idea of positivity no matter what the circumstances are and what's going on. It's literally like that meme of the dog on fire saying everything is fine. So just as an example of toxic positivity in general, when someone tells a person struggling with depression to choose happiness. If you've ever had to live with depression, you know that that's a load of BS. Just because you choose happiness doesn't mean that you'll be happy. It's dismissing everything that's going on in your life, in the world. It's dismissing, you know, science. It dismisses everything. And phrases like that are just becoming really toxic and people are calling out influences online that say things like that. So what about toxic positivity as it relates to financial affirmations? There are some financial affirmations that are really popular, and I'll give a few examples in a second, that have those same aspects of toxic positivity. They disregard the circumstances. They disregard someone's unique situation. It's the financial equivalent of saying, just be happy, when it's not always possible. So here are some examples. Money will always come to me, or money will flow freely to me. There's no limit to how much money I can earn. Broke is just a mindset. Okay, so now let's rip these ones apart. First up, money will always come to me or money will flow freely to me. This affirmation is often touted as having an abundance mindset and believing that money will always come to you. You'll always find a new way to earn income if you were to lose your job or you can't work. Not earning or having money is really temporary and money will always just flow freely into your life as if it comes out of a tap. And this one makes me so damn angry. It comes from a place of incredible entitlement and privilege. There are millions of people around the world who grew up hearing their parents saying money doesn't grow on trees or money doesn't come out of the tap. And this affirmation is targeted at reversing that mindset and replacing it with the idea that money is so abundant that you'll always attract it into your life. And honestly, that's utter and total BS. If the pandemic has taught you anything, I hope it's that money is not guaranteed to anyone. I just can't stress that enough. Our parents told us that money doesn't grow on trees because it doesn't. It's earned through a lot of hard work. But here's why that affirmation becomes really dangerous. It's teaching you that you don't need to prepare for emergencies in case you lose your job. It's teaching you that saving three months for expenses is enough, and I'm telling you that it isn't. I shared this story with you way back in episode 6 when we talked about emergency funds, but it really needs to be repeated here. My emergency fund, the portion that replaces my income if I lose my job, has been enormous for years. I have more than a year's worth of expenses saved up. That's tens of thousands of dollars that's sitting there on standby. And so many people told me I was stupid. Why don't you use that money for a house deposit? Why don't you take a year off work and travel? Why don't you just spend it? Why are you that paranoid? And then suddenly a global pandemic hits, something that's out of everyone's control. People are losing their jobs or having their hours cut or they're unable to work because they need to isolate or homeschool. And overnight, having a year's worth of expenses wasn't stupid anymore. And now... It's been two years. People have dipped into their retirement funds because they ran out of money. They've had to rely on government handouts. They're banking on rent relief and reductions to get by. This is how dangerous it is to have low emergency savings. And this is why spreading the message that money will always come to you is so damn toxic. It won't always come to you. And whether it does or doesn't can often be completely out of your control. Instead of banking on your ability to attract abundance in your life, you need a plan. You need to plan ahead and prepare for emergencies. The next one is, there's no limit to how much income I can earn. This one comes from the idea that saying yes to your employer only pays you a maximum salary, but you can earn more money from all over the place. Your salary doesn't define your income, they say, and that means that your earning potential is limitless. It sounds very positive, but it's toxic. Now, why is that toxic? It's toxic because, once again, it comes from a very entitled and privileged place that disregards the circumstances of the situation. Just like the abundance affirmation we just talked about, it's actually not true. There is, in 99% of cases, Limits on how much money you can earn. And by saying that there's no limit, it's just a way of blaming you for the situation that you're in and making it your fault that you don't earn enough or that you don't work hard enough. And that's hella toxic because it's not true and it makes you feel like crap and lose confidence and respect for yourself. For example, you're limited by the fact that you don't live forever. And you're also not spending every day of your life and every hour of the day working. You're limited by how many hours there are in a day, by how many jobs you can juggle at once. The type of work you do is generally limited by your skills and education. You're limited geographically by where you live, where you can afford to live. You're limited by your own physical and mental health. You're limited by how much energy you have and how much help you have in other areas of your life, like cooking and homekeeping and raising children. Then comes the argument of start a business, then your earning potential becomes unlimited. But all those same limitations still apply. And you're also limited by how big your target market is, how much money you can invest in your business, how much time you can invest in your business. You're limited by your marketing skills, by the size and quality of your competitors, and by how much demand there is for your business and what your customers can afford. And especially these days, you're limited by how popular you are on social media. And the sad fact remains that nice looking white people are more popular everywhere than brown people or obese people. If we're talking about unlimited potential to earn money on the stock market, you're limited by how much you have to invest and how much you know about investing. Not to mention the overall sentiment of the market and other investors. Your earning potential is limited. And I hate this affirmation because this is what rich people say to make people who aren't rich feel better. It's what they say when they don't want to acknowledge the privilege that they've enjoyed to get where they are. Now, the last affirmation I recommend you stay away from is broke is just a mindset. That is just not true. I'm not saying that you deserve to be broke or that you'll always be broke or anything like that, but being broke isn't just in your head. Being broke is being unable to pay your bills, or unable to feed yourself, or pay your rent. Being broke is not having enough to cover the essential expenses you need to survive and be safe and healthy. And that's not in your head, that's in your wallet. Telling yourself that broke is just a mindset isn't magically going to pay your bills and keep you sleeping indoors. This affirmation is just a way of telling you to get over it and just make enough money already. It's telling you that it's something wrong with you. That's why you're broke. And regardless of whether that's true or not, beating yourself up and blaming yourself is just not helpful. It's the financial equivalent of saying snap out of it. It's just another example of an affirmation that comes from a place of privilege, from someone who's forgotten what it's like to struggle. Now, I know this episode has sounded like one long rant session and it kind of is, but I think it's an important episode to share because affirmations can be great in all areas of your life, but not all affirmations are created equal. Some can be really damaging and that's what I wanted to call out in this episode. But I want to end this episode on a positive note. We've talked all about bad affirmations, but what I want to end on is talking about a growth mindset. A growth mindset is about learning and growing compared to a fixed mindset, which is more of an it is what it is mindset. Now, of course, some things just are what they are and they're out of your control. Don't focus on those if you can. I mean, it's hard sometimes, but try not to focus on those because you literally cannot do anything about it. Focus on the things you can control and start trying to cultivate a mindset of growth and learning. Imagine that you wanted to paint a beautiful piece of artwork for your home and you bought your supplies, you're standing there in front of your blank canvas and you stop because you don't know how to paint. Now, in a fixed mindset mode, the voice in your head is saying something like, what am I doing? I can't paint. Why did I think I could do this? It's going to look like crap. I'm not creative or artistic. It's saying I can't do this. But in a growth mindset mode, the voice in your head is saying something like, How can I learn to paint? How can I create a beautiful piece of artwork? How can I feel more creative? In a growth mindset, instead of telling yourself that you can't do this, you're asking yourself how you can do this. How can you make it happen? And regardless of affirmations, this is where you want to be. You want to keep asking yourself how. How can I make more money? How can I create financial security? How can I get out of debt? How can I break the paycheck to paycheck cycle? How can I turn my dreams into reality? How can I build a life that I love? And that's all I have for you girls on fire today. Like I said, this is a simple topic and a quick episode. My challenge for you this week is to take a growth mindset approach to everything you do for the next month. And if you have any good, genuinely positive financial affirmations you'd like to share, send me an email. I love hearing from you. On next week's episode, we're talking about financial minimalism. It's going to be a really interesting episode, so you're definitely not going to want to miss it. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast at papermoneyco.com forward slash podcast review. It really helps me figure out whether you're enjoying this content and learning from it. Reviews help me improve my content so that the episodes get better and better, and they help other women out in the internet wilderness come and find us as well. It's also a great way to support this show. It's totally free and I love reading your reviews. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or found it interesting, then spread the love and share it with your friends. And remember, when you're in control of your money, you're in control of your life. Bye for now. I'll see you next week.